Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, happy Thanksgiving. I am excited to share with you this episode with uh, Walgreens executive and pharmacy leader, Rena Shaw, coming up soon. All right, so today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Rena Shaw, who is the group vice president of pharmacy operations and services at Walgreens. She began her career at Walgreens in 1998 in their stores where she held various pharmacy roles. And in 2007, she joined the corporate support center where Rena held multiple leadership positions in which she was responsible for launching innovative healthcare initiatives across the organization, overseeing retail and local specialty pharmacies and leading sales operations and client services within market access. In her current role, Rena leads a team that is responsible for pharmacy operations, services, and specialty across 9,000 Walgreens pharmacies. In addition, she presently serves as chair of the NACDS, National Association of Trained Drug Stores 2023 Advisory Group. Rena received her doctorate in pharmacy from the University of Illinois at Chicago in 2005. Rena, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about joining you and talking about something that is near and dear to my heart, which is pharmacy. Yes. Well, we've got lots of pharmacy listeners who I think will enjoy hearing your perspective. But first, uh, now that our listeners have heard just a bit about your background, um, maybe you could fill in any other gaps from that intro or share a little bit about your personal life. Yeah, definitely. So actually, um, most recently, I just changed roles um, in which now I'm leading the pharmacy of the future strategy. And so what that means is, you know, we we know, especially through the pandemic, the critical role that pharmacists and pharmacies have played in communities across America and, um, and thought it would be great to establish this, this new role to drive forward where we could go with the profession and how we could deliver additional services that our pharmacists could provide and be um, and be reimbursed for that, but then also drive care in a different capacity and really make a difference. And so I'm very excited. It is relatively new. And so I'm just excited to step into this new role and be able to make an impact and really do what I think all of us as pharmacists um, went to school for in a community setting. Um, So that is an update on the professional side. On the personal side, I have a 14-month-old little girl that is um, just so great. Um, And she and my my husband keep me very busy on, you know, making sure that I um, pretty much uh, I haven't had to cook for the last, I would say, 30, 40 years of my life. And now that I have a 14th month old, I'm learning how to cook and mm-hmm. making sure keeping her, you know, busy and, and she's scaling the wall. So um, really busy at home as well as busy at work. 
Yes, I can relate. We have a little girl who'll be turning two at the end of August. So um, yes, being a working mom definitely has some new challenges. And, you know, we've certainly seen that um, especially hit with COVID, but you know, there's, there've been silver linings out of that too. So it's great to see, um, you know, women, um, who have, you know, significant positions and are still having, um, you know, that time and and great fun with family. So, uh, it certainly can be done. Well, Rena, it's so exciting because, you know, I even remember seeing, you know, Walgreens had these like, famous kind of stores in Chicago, like what the future of pharmacy would look like. And so it's always exciting to hear, um, you know, what some of the largest, um, you know, employers uh, of pharmacists are uh, looking at, you know, for the future. And, you know, as you've mentioned, the healthcare system has been under significant strain. You know, we've got these crazy costs. We've got significant burnout. Um, You know, we've been in this global pandemic. I mean, there's just been a lot of stress. Uh, And um, Walgreens has put out a new white paper. I'll be sure to link that. Um, But yeah, can you, you know, there is a lot of doom and gloom, but maybe you could share um, you know, the opportunity and where you see and, you know, your new role and what Walgreens is seeing about um, maybe first what the role of pharmacy has been through the pandemic. And then maybe we'll talk more specifically about all the things looking ahead. Definitely. I, um, you know, what's been great and especially across my career and actually my entire life, I my um, just a little bit more background. My father's a pharmacist. Um, My brother's a pharmacist. I'm a pharmacist. And so I come from a family of pharmacists. And I grew up pretty much going to my dad's independent pharmacy and um, learning what community-based care could look like. Specifically, he had pharmacies in underserved communities. And um, he then, um, over the years, decided to transition and, and then worked at Walgreens, which led me to my path at Walgreens. And, you know, when I saw what my, the impact that my dad had very early on in my, in my childhood, I realized that there's a need that uh, for healthcare professionals in, um, across the country to help support patients, especially, you know, to help them navigate. And that was, that was just accelerated. And if anything, there was a spotlight put on pharmacy over the last two to three years with COVID. And um, what I'm really excited about is prior to COVID, I would say that, of course, pharmacists know that pharmacists are amazing. We, we cheerlead. Um, we know that w- the impact we can make. Um, even coming out of school, you know you can do so much more. But, you know, there were some hurdles. Um, we had to get buy-in from other providers across the, the healthcare continuum. We had to get buy-in from legislators and others that are out there to understand the impact pharmacy could make. And when the pandemic hit, it was all hands on deck. And and what I'm really excited to say and what I was proud to see was that pharmacy really stood up, the industry as a whole, um, you know, side by side from independence to to community-based pharmacies, to health system pharmacies, um, long-term care facilities, 
everyone raised their hand and said, you know, we, we are united and we can make a difference. And that's what really led to a shift that um, although the pandemic was really impactful across the country, that it was a silver lining in which it demonstrated the impact that pharmacists can make. And it started off with vaccinations and, and pharmacists are community-based pharmacies. We've been providing vaccines for over 10 years. So that's that's not new, but what had been new is that we were able to expand scope for our technicians to administer vaccinations, and that made a huge difference. Um, and then being able to expand that into testing and, you know, um, me putting on my clinical hat, I think it's been important to see that, um, you know, in order for us to really drive care, that the access to care is so incredibly important. And so we were able to at Walgreens stand up COVID testing across our locations in which patients could come through the drive-through. And if they had symptoms, they could fill out a form either online or be able to schedule an appointment, get tested and get results, you know, within 24 hours and then determine what that next step is. And um, there was an unmet need. There was a need for millions of patients to have access to care and our pharmacies were well equipped and um, positioned to be able to do that. And we were recognized through the PREP Act and, and at federally as well as at the state to be able to provide that type of service. And then most recently with the EUA shift and Paxlovid and our pharmacists being given the authority under prescriptive authority, being able to prescribe Paxlovid, it's been, you know, under certain parameters, it's been incredible to see. And we're already seeing an impact of underserved communities getting access to care because we are seeing, you know, continued hospitalizations for patients that may not have a primary care physician and the role that our pharmacists can play there. We had already been providing services like that with HIV testing and we're, we're piloting different programs with the flu, test and treat. However, you know, the, the, the pandemic really allowed us to accelerate those efforts. And now we have communities that are out there, healthcare providers and, um, and our partners in, in federal and state um, lawmakers that really can understand the impact that pharmacists can make in, in partnership with the entire care continuum. So it's extremely exciting. It really propels us for that future state. And to your point, you know, redesigning our stores and reestablishing what our pharmacists can do really, um, this, this serves as a great platform for us to continue to build upon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rena, maybe you could speak a little bit more about, um, you know, how pharmacists and patients could maybe work together to help lower costs. Um, and then, you know, maybe what Walgreens is doing um, specifically in some of those uh, most vulnerable areas um, for for patients. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think one area that we know um, across the board, and, and like you had mentioned, I'm so glad you mentioned cost because it's such a big aspect on even adherence. Many of our patients, um, you know, sometimes are making decisions on how to support their day in day life and then being able to support um, how they stay healthy with medications. And so um, the first step we needed to do is we, we did two things. One is many, many patients have coverage, but they don't know where to go and how they can support their overall efforts on obtaining 
healthcare coverage or pharmacy coverage. And so we stood up a platform called FindRx um, coverage. And so the intent is, is that regardless if you're Medicare, Medicaid, commercial, if you want to participate in the health exchange, um, you could go to this website um, and you would be able to navigate what your options are so you could get coverage and have an ability to get um, your medications covered in some capacity. And for those that don't have coverage from that standpoint, we do have a benefit called Prescription Savings Club at Walgreens where you'd be able to get discounted medications for a subscription um, so that you can afford your medications. However, sometimes it takes some time to walk through that with the patient. And so what we're doing is to enable the ability for our pharmacists and our technicians to provide that time to talk through it with our patients. We're investing in um, our micro-fulfillment centers across the country where we have micro-fulfillment locations that will be responsible for filling the prescriptions that we'd normally fill at the store, but about about 20 to 30, maybe 50% of those prescriptions would be filled at the micro-fulfillment center and sent back to the store so that it frees up the capacity of our pharmacy team members. And um, the intent is so our pharmacy team members can then ultimately partner with our patients and providers across the country to understand is this the right medication for you? Is there a lower cost alternative? Are there other solutions from a health plan coverage standpoint that we can walk you through? So all of those conversations really dictate someone's ability to stay healthy. Um, our team members would have time to do that and um, be able to support our patients through their healthcare journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that I know a lot of people probably saw those articles come out about the uh, fulfillment centers. And, you know, there were probably a lot of questions like, oh, is this going to take my my job or this or that? So it's it's super helpful to hear, you know, from Walgreens perspective that, um, you know, the, the vision and the goal is to help um, free up that pharmacist time so that they can do some more of the um, direct patient care opportunities. So I'm glad to be able to continue to share that message and um, some of the things that y'all are doing to help create efficiencies. Um, maybe um, we could talk a little bit about, you know, some of the other digital tools, any other things that, you know, are currently um, y'all are working on or, or things that are, uh, you know, going to be coming in the future that might also help to enhance efficiencies for, for pharmacists on the front line. Yeah, you know, um, that's something that we're constantly thinking about is we have experts across the country, our pharmacists across the country that are able to help our patients navigate through through their, their healthcare journey. And so an area that we've been really investing in is that digital experience, because we know that as, as you and I, and I'm sure everyone that we engage with, everyone has a cell phone, everyone is engaged more from a digital perspective after COVID ever than before, you know, when, even when I think through my own parents who never, utilized anything online um, prior to the pandemic, post-pandemic, they are now um, ordering, um, you know, their supplies, their medications, everything online, they engage via text. And so 
knowing that that's where patients are wanting to engage, we have invested in being able to ensure that they're able, like our patients are able to book appointments online for testing and vaccine and getting updates on their prescriptions, as well as being able to get text reminders on when their prescriptions are due um, or pharmacy chat. Um, all of that is really being invested in so that we can make sure that we're helping to support our patients through, um, you know, to make sure they're managing all of their healthcare needs at their fingertips. Um, separately from that, we are also investing in our, you know, in our ability to ensure that there's a combination of physical and digital customer experiences. And so as we invest in the digital capabilities in the store, um, we would complement that so that our patients that may have a difficult time, we'd be able to walk them through the ability to manage their their um, appointments and or how they can navigate the app um, it, by having us explain how that would work. So um, we tested out a couple and, you know, we didn't really get into the social vulnerable areas, but um, we do have a, a set of locations in Chicago that we consider incubator locations where we test out new different ideas, um, one being around the ability to really engage digitally with our patients and helping our patients provide co comprehensive care and doing that in person, but then following up either telephonically or via digital apps. And so one initial phase was around diabetes interventions, asthma, COPD, and then being able to see that, you know, we could go ahead and ensure that patients are more adherent to therapy. And the first piece of that is when a patient is new to therapy, either on diabetes or asthma, we would engage with patients in socially vulnerable areas to help explain these are the tools that are available to you, maybe text reminders, maybe digital tools, um, or even if they've opted in for any sort of phone call, we can complete these outreaches. And just with that engagement, we saw that we were able to intervene, have over 11,000 diabetes interventions, 3,800 pediatric asthma consultations, and now we're expanding through that incubator those same programs across the country because we saw such an impact on adherence levels um, by being able to demonstrate the, the, the tools available to the patient so that they can manage their health differently. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, Rena, are there any other things um, maybe, you know, policy-related that you see that would be helpful for, for the pharmacy profession in the future? Think of... Uh, you know, what that future of pharmacy looks like and how we can continue to build upon the platform we have. You know, uh, you know, ultimately, it's going to be critical that we maintain and continue to grow the the scope of practice, as well as being able to be reimbursed for services that pharmacists could provide, um, not only to continue what we've done during the pandemic, but then also be able to build upon that. And so most recently, there was an introduction of what um, that many may know, it was bipartisan. It was called the, it is called the Equitable Community Access to Pharmacy Services Act. And what it's intended to do is empower pharmacies to continue to provide patients access to critical care that they had been relied upon during the pandemic. And so this bill would allow for test and treat for patients for flu, for strep, for COVID-19, for RSV, um, we would be able to 
allow for our pharmacies to test for those um, conditions. And then based on the result of that test, we would have our pharmacists complete an assessment and then be able to issue treatment um, or provide treatment within a, a very short period of time and hopefully helping um, these individuals get care, especially in areas where there may not be access to care across the country. And um, really, this is building upon what we've done with HIV across multiple states. We've done this in Idaho, where scope of practice is already, um, you know, pretty, um, uh, it, where scope of practices has expanded um, in Idaho. And so, um, you know, we're really excited about being able to get this through. We know that it can make a huge impact to the communities we've already served. And it's really critical for the future of pharmacy of where we're going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, another thing, uh, speaking of some of the, the things that Walgreens is doing to better enhance care is the partnership with Village MD and having more access to primary care. So, of course, having the test to treat is going to be amazing for patient access. Um, but, you know, some of the other things that Walgreens um, more broadly has been doing um, should really be helpful to kind of expand, uh, better access. So, um, any other thoughts on, on that partnership there? Yeah, very, very excited. You know, when, when we think of how we can drive care in a different capacity at Walgreens, um, we know that we are a part of a, a healthcare team. And in order for that to come to life, um, the investment that we've made in, Village MD coming um, on site across stores. It's going to be around 800 to 1,000 stores across the country um, in social, social vulnerable, vulnerable areas um, is going to help us drive that care um, in a much more effective manner. And having our pharmacists side by side with primary care physicians and, and how we manage um, our patients uh, will be um, extremely impactful so that we can drive the ability to improve better health outcomes, as well as being able to lower overall costs in, in doing so. And so that partnership has been, we're, selfishly, I'm just very excited about having the ability to have this care team um, coming together. And it reminds me of um, when I was younger and my, my dad had a pharmacy in a facility that had the the doctor's office right there. And so patients were able to see the doctor, was able to see the pharmacist, get their medications, get counseled on their medications. The pharmacist and my dad and the doctor would work hand in hand in managing the patient's um, profile and making sure they stayed healthy. Uh, and, you know, that is, you know, what's coming to life now with Village MD um, coming on campus and being able to treat care in a different, in, in a much more co coordinated fashion. And so very excited about that. It's, it's um, pretty much what we looked, you know, when I was back in pharmacy school, that's what I was looking forward to as I went into community practice. And so it's great to see a lot of this come to life. Absolutely. And the one-stop shop um, is going to just be so um convenient for patients. They don't have to go to the doctor's office and then go to the pharmacy. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll just be all right there, which is amazing. So 
Yeah, yeah, it will be it'll be really great. And especially when we think of socially vulnerable areas, you know, we know that cost and transportation and there's a lot of barriers that are in place. And so this should um, by making it convenient and coordinated, it should really make a big impact. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that is is happening and that Walgreens is a part of that we want to make sure that our listeners are aware of? You know, I just want to, you know, I I didn't get a chance to start off with it, but I definitely want to end on this as, you know, I just want to say a big, big thank you to all of our team members. They have shown tremendous dedication to our patients, to the communities, to each other, uh, you know, especially not only through the pandemic, but post-pandemic, it's a continued um, you know, it's a continued um, uh, passion that they that all of our teams have, and um, they are they are really critical to to making the future of pharmacy come to life. And so, a really, really big thank you to all of our Walgreens team members. Um, can't say thank you enough. And I'm just extremely excited about where we at Walgreens are going forward on being able to drive the future of pharmacy, um, knowing that healthcare continues to evolve and that we're um, setting the path forward so that we can be at the forefront of where pharmacy can be, especially, uh, you know, knowing the impact that we can make in communities, uh, in the communities that we serve currently. Yes, absolutely. And it was such a pleasure to have you as a guest on the show. 